ourselves in this room and we find ourselves listening to music, familiar songs done in special ways, that was incredible. And it's all about Jesus. That's what makes it so wonderful. It's not about reindeer and it's not about, oh, that's all part I know of the Christmas experience as far as uh, America is concerned, but the reality is If Jesus hadn't come, none of that would take place. There was a verse that was referred to. Chris referred to it way at the beginning. And one of the songs, I think, also referred to it as we were going through this that I would like to use as the base upon which we're going to build what I'm saying this morning. Jesus said, Behold, I am making all things new. Clearly in our culture today, we wonder sometimes if what really should have been said by Jesus was, Behold, I've lost total control. But that's not true. All we have to do is look into our own lives. And we can see the evidences of the things, not only in our lives, but also in the culture around us, in spite of the fact that it is trying to self-destruct so quickly that God is doing something. Are you aware of that? In fact, God has been doing something from the very beginning of time. But at this point in time, it seems to be rushing together to cause us to understand again what is taking place. Think with me for a moment. You find yourself someplace uh, between Baghdad and Mosul in Iraq. But take yourself back 2,000 years, and what you will discover is that there were some that we know as the Magi, or we know as the wise men, who were on an occasion together talking about something that they had been thinking about for some time. For indeed, they knew the prophecies, they knew the lore of the day that there was going to be a king born someplace in Palestine. And as they could see the signs of this, they realized that something new was taking place. And they decided to leave, traveling some 900 plus miles from where they were, over desert terrain, dangerous territory, to come, well, they came to the city of Jerusalem. And the reason they came to the city of Jerusalem is because Jerusalem was the capital of Israel. They knew that it was going to be in that place, they were certain, that they would be able to find news of the king that was to be born. This was where the king of Israel lived. Now the king who lived there was really a puppet king of Rome. He did not have any rightful claim to a throne. It's Herod the Great that is being spoken about. He ruled from about 40 B.C. until 4 B.C., and uh, he was in Jerusalem. How startled he was when in actual fact these wise men came and as they come before him, they begin to ask questions. One in particular, particular that was perplexing to him. Where is he who is born king of the Jews? <laughs> How would you like to be a king? Not have a son born... And have somebody come and say, 
Where's the one who is born king of the Jews? Herod the Great was a wicked, wicked man. He was devious. So wicked that he had married nine different women. So wicked that we find out a little bit later, he determines to kill every child under two years of age, every male child, in the area of the city of Bethlehem, so as to be able to take care of this so-called king of the Jews. Well, we discover that the wise men figure out pretty quickly that he's not the answer to their question. And they find out from the prophets of Israel that it is Bethlehem, some six miles south-southwest of the city of Jerusalem, where Jesus was to be born. And so they leave the palace. And we are told that the star, the luminary, reappears. Sometimes in our lore, in our songs, we believe that they saw this star when they were in the east, and it took them all the way across there. And it was shining all this time. Why didn't they just follow that instead of going and asking the king or the puppet king of Israel? The reality was it wasn't there. Some have the idea that it was uh, the star, or I should say the planet Jupiter, that is known as the king of planets. Others would suggest to us that it was a combination of uh, Jupiter and Saturn, and this constellation of uh, light caused a greater light than usual. I suggest to you that it was God's miraculous provision. I say that because when God is doing something new, almost always we will discover gathered around that things that are out of the ordinary, things that don't just normally happen. We should learn to expect that. And in our own day, We should even be looking for God to demonstrate himself in greater and stronger ways. Jesus said, Behold, I am making all things new. Are we looking for that? Can we see that? So the wise men determine as they see this luminary again, this star that God has provided specially, to follow it, and it brought them right to the house where Jesus and Mary, his mother, and Joseph were living. I think it's at this point that this story becomes rather interesting. Now, we know the details, but I want you to just very, very quickly think about these things with me and understand what was going on. The Bible says that they came in to where Jesus was. And they presented, they worshipped him. And they presented gifts to him. Three gifts. If I ask you to name them, you can name them for me. You have no difficulty in identifying them. In fact, let's do that. What was the first one? What was the second one? What was the third one? And so we look at these and we say, well, so what? Uh, They were rich men, and they had lots of things to bring with them. They could have brought him Cadillacs, and they could have brought him airplanes. Well, no, not likely. But they brought three very specific gifts. And there's no accident that these are the gifts that are being given to the baby Jesus. The first one, gold, which was the medium of exchange, 
In other words, they are saying, what we possess, our material things, Jesus, these belong to you. Ah, this is an idea for us. Could it be that all of the things that God has given us, all of the things that God is giving us, all of the things that we're going to even enjoy come Christmas morning or whenever it is that you actually exchange and open your gifts? Do you realize that this gift, gold, speaks of the deity of Jesus? They were recognizing in what they were giving to Jesus on this occasion that this is God who is being made known in the flesh. We call it the incarnation of Jesus. The second gift is not a gift that we are so likely to give, and yet it is a very important one. It's a perfume that gave off its scent when it was burned. And frankincense really... Uh, is something that speaks of the perfect humanity of Jesus. And the thing that I want you to note this morning is this. When Jesus came to earth, he didn't just become a human being. That he did. And he was a perfect human being. But secondly, I would like you to note that he was also perfectly God at the same time. Imagine that baby lying there, completely God and completely human. And these who are, as we know them, the wise men, are giving him this gift that speaks of his perfect humanity. They are recognizing that God is identifying with us. Will you take a moment on the day that you open your gifts as you exchange them to remember that God came as that perfect gift to be able to provide a means of salvation for us. And that's really the evidence that's in the myrrh that is given. It's a different kind of perfume. It's called the perfume of love. And it spoke of his sacrificial death. (laughs) Some of us really like this season of the year. Not so much do we like Good Friday. We have our special events, and I'm not saying we shouldn't do it in this way. You know, on Good Friday, we have our Good Friday service. The lights are all out. Everything's solemn. Because we are remembering that Jesus died as a sacrifice for sin. But then Sunday comes, and we come in, and it's a burst of light and lots of celebration. The reality is that when Jesus came, even back there in Bethlehem. It was totally so that he could be a sacrifice for the sins of the world so that people like you, like me, could come to know Jesus as Savior, have a personal relationship with him. So my question this morning very quickly is this. Do you know Jesus as your Savior? Can you look back over the days, the weeks, the months, the years of your life to a time and a place where you personally bowed your knee and repented of your sin and by faith received Jesus Christ as your Savior. You say to me, I've done that hundreds of times. I say to you that it only takes once. 
And if I feel the need to do it hundreds of times, then possibly I don't have a clear enough understanding of what Jesus has done for us. And I would like to say to you today that you can make absolutely certain, beyond the shadow of a doubt, that you're God's child through repentance and faith in Jesus Christ. In just a moment, we're going to dismiss the service. I'll be here at the front of this auditorium after Brad gives us a, an announcement. But I want you to come if you need Jesus as your Savior and say to me, Don, I need Jesus. We'll point you to the Lord Jesus. But this is not just a message for those who are lost. This is a message for those of us who are saved because as you are looking at your life right now, life has been getting pretty difficult. Some of you, you're, you're burdened down with a burden upon your shoulder that seems like a heavy burden that's on your back. Because there are things that aren't just right. There are things that you can't get into the right direction. They brought their gifts to Jesus that they might worship him. And I invite you to come and give yourself to him as that special gift and say, I don't know how to handle my burden. I don't know what to do with the challenge that I'm facing. But I know that's why Jesus came. I'd like you to remember that Jesus concludes the final story, if you will, in the Bible, in Revelation 21 and verse 5. And he says, Behold, I am making all things new. (laughs) You need something new? Come to Jesus. Would you join me in prayer, please? God, our Father, as we conclude this Christmas service. Oh, it's been an exciting service. Such beautiful, beautiful music that has redirected us from the busy activities of life to look at you and to realize that you, Lord Jesus, are not only the reason we have this season, but you are the one who provides us the strength for every day, the new strength for the new things that you want us to accomplish every day. God, our Father, would you help people who are in this room who need Jesus or who need to deal with the challenge that's in their life today to come and to allow us to help them. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Brad, if you'll give me just a minute, because there are a couple things I want to take care of before you do your thing. Janice and I want to wish you all a very, very blessed Christmas. Uh, We are delighted to be able to be part of your lives and have you be part of our lives at this Christmas time. Don't you love children? I I love that they are totally uninhibited. It is perfect. (laughs) I'm sorry, you're going to have to wait a minute for this. You know when we have the Christmas programs, do you know what my best idea is? I love, I sit there just waiting for that little boy who's five years old, has that star that's up there on that uh, stick, and he doesn't like the little girl that's in the front. (laughs) And I am absolutely certain that sometime, mm, and it won't be a crowning. (laughs) I love that kids are not inhibited. Okay, a couple other things, and then I'll let Brad do his thing. We won't be here next weekend. I trust that you will allow us a little break to be with our family during this season as well. Uh, But I also want to say, 
how excited I am, how excited Janice is, that you're going to have a candidate here soon. And I'm trusting that what you're going to do is you're going to, you're going to, you're going to look at this as the opportunity that you've been praying for so that God can move this church forward. I have invested the last seven months for this moment. I would never have come if I had not believed that this moment was coming. Now it's here! And so we want to be able to, uh, we want to, be able to enjoy that. Lord willing, we'll see you in two weekends again at the beginning of the year. Brad?